0: Hey, welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. We are still in the book of Nehemiah as we continue this series called Rising from Ruins. Here's a quick review of what we covered so far. Nehemiah was talking with his fellow Jews, who reported that the walls and the gates of Jerusalem were in disrepair. This was disturbing news, and rebuilding those walls became Nehemiah's burden. And I gave you a word for that, a different word, which I call an affinity, an affinity for the ruins. Nehemiah prayed to the king of kings before he went to the king to get permission or time off from his job to go to Jerusalem to rebuild its fallen walls. Well, his king or his employer approved. Um, they, he approved him taking the time off. These walls, we must understand, represented power, protection and beauty to the city of Jerusalem. When Nehemiah addressed God in prayer before going to his employer, God gave him favor and a vision for the work. So our first takeaway, prayer is still God's mighty problem solving solution. But just remember that prayer and action go hand in hand. In today's lesson, we begin with Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17 through 18. And it reads this, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in? How Jerusalem lies waste, and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. Verse 18. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. So We talked about how Nehemiah had an affinity for the ruins and then he addressed the ruins or he addressed God. And the next thing that Nehemiah did was he assessed the ruins A S S E S S. He assessed the ruins. He put his eyes to what his ears heard. You got to say that. You got to remember that. Say, assess the ruins. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't become real to you until you see that very thing. You can't reveal what you don't know is broken. But Nehemiah sees the damage. He went, He goes out undercover um, in the in the night time to go and look at these ruins. So after you assess the damage, you figure what's you figure out what's wrong, what's missing, what are the conditions. And the question is, have we assessed the cost of our pride and self-reliance in trying to rebuild parts of our lives? Some of us have gone through a divorce and we're trying to rebuild our lives. Some of us, we are empty nesters. Now our kids have left home and we're rebuilding. So, Uh, Is there any damage? What kind of assessments do we need to make? Uh, You know, relationships have changed, job situations, whatever, whatever it is. Have we made that assessment? Are we trusting God to show us his way through Christ? Nehemiah tells us if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in his sight, Let him send me to the city in Judah where my fathers are buried so that I can rebuild. So that's coming from Nehemiah chapter two, verse five. Note the thoroughness, which he uh, had thought out all that he would need. So he he assessed these ruins and he has um, made an assessment of all that he needs. He knew it would require a lengthy period of time. So he has he asked for the time that he needed. Sometimes we don't know how much time is going to take. And then we say one thing, I need a week. And then it ends up two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, because we didn't really, you know, properly assess the situation. He was actually gone. So he he had this time off. The king approves his time off. And and the, the um, history actually tells us that he was actually gone for about 12 years. That's a long time. I doubt if he asked for that long a time, but it took that long in working out his plans, the vision that he had. He must have known that it would take at least a number of years or a few years. And whatever he asked for, he was granted that amount of time. So the first thing he had to do was know how much time is it going to take? Not only did Nehemiah need sufficient time for this expedition, but he needed secure travel. So he asked for letters, um to the governor of the provinces that he would have to pass through to prove, uh, pass through to provide safe conduct for him. And we learn later in this book that this not only gave him diplomatic immunity, but it also meant that he was appointed as the governor of Judah or a governor of Judah. This would give him the diplomatic status he needed as he traveled. Um, we learn from, you know, secular sources that there had been trouble in the province of Syria, which was just north of Judah two years earlier. And the governor of that province had rebelled against the, the current king, Artaxerxes. So it's likely that the king welcomed um Nehemiah's king welcomed his this opportunity to place this trusted man in in the governorship of Judah, which therefore, you know, put a buffer between Syria and Egypt who were often at war. Anyway, this journey of Nehemiah was something the king found very satisfying. Finally, Nehemiah knew he would need some special supplies. So he knew he needed time. He, he needed, uh, you know, safe travel. And he also needed special supplies that only the king's authority could provide. So he asked for special timbers to be cut for him out of the king's forest. Some believe that it was located in the mountains of Lebanon, but others say it was probably a local forest south of Jerusalem from which King Solomon had taken wood uh, from for the building of his temple. At any rate, Nehemiah got what he asked for. He had done his homework thoroughly. Now, this suggests to us that if we are truly concerned about rebuilding parts of our life we need to think seriously about what will it require. We must assess what we actually need. What steps should we take and what may be involved in changing our habits so that we can be free to be or do what God wants us to be or do. Hopefully that made sense. I hope. But anyway, Nehemiah teaches us that we need to face honestly our situations. Lord, help me to make an honest assessment of my situation and boldly come before your throne and depend on you for all that I need. How bad was the damage to Jerusalem? Nehemiah may not have faced a pandemic like we did. But when the Babylonians laid siege to Jerusalem, they left Israel destitute and without hope. Not only did the Babylonians take the best of the best, they left only the poor and the frail behind. And according to the accounts in the Bible and Josephus, the historian, the Babylonians set fire to Jerusalem. This means when Nehemiah returned, he had to start from square one. They've burned the buildings, the stones, the foundations. Uh, that's Nehemiah chapter four, verse two. And it looked bleak to top it all off. Israel's enemies weren't too keen about their return, you know, about the Jews returning and and um about Nehemiah showing up. So they continually Taught and you know they they continually threaten Nehemiah um, to v- prevent him and those who were helping him from completing the project. In essence, the situation looked bad, really bad. Sometimes, like our own disasters may seem. Um, you know, for one example, what about church after COVID? How about anybody ever had a situation where financially? you found yourself in ruins, you know, maybe you lost a job or maybe you had to pay like me a high amount of taxes and you found yourself, man, in ruins. You were looking around like, oh my God, this is a mess, you know. But Nehemiah puts his trust in the Lord and proceeds with rebuilding Jerusalem. After my tax situation, that's what I had to do. I had to go to God, Pray and begin rebuilding. Prayer and action go together. We can learn a great deal from when he chooses to do so, when he chooses to uh, go and rebuild these walls and the steps and the things that he took to assure that it would get done and that it would be, you know, there would be quality in the work and, and um, you know, that it would be successful. See, it was it, in his situation, it was walls and gates. But it was more than that. It was a passageway to worship and a protection to the people of God. Walls and gates represent access. Who can enter and who can't? Walls and gates represent boundaries. Sometimes we have to set boundaries to assess is to evaluate or estimate the nature, ability, or quality of. The definition of assessment is to evaluate or estimate the nature, ability, or quality of. He, Nehemiah, assessed the ruins. What, if any situation, are you facing right now that you need to take a good, honest look at and assess the damages. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. While you're at it, spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. Until next time. All my kings and queens be blessed.